Story Guys is a fake game show podcast. That's right. I'm Murdoch, and he's Brian. We tell real stories. Fake game show. Fake points. That's right. Real stories. But real tiara. We're going to do that. (laughs) We're going to tell these uh, stories today. A few weeks ago on the show, I told a story about... Um, my dad authorizing a transaction at the DMV that allowed me to get a driver's license that I didn't actually take a test for. Yeah, which I've determined, and you're just going to deny forever, I don't think you're a licensed driver in the United States. Well, I've now earned it by like 20 years of experience, man. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Sure. Okay, so... (laughs) I, I only bring that up because uh, we do take mail. Um, we are the story guys at gmail.com. We've got one from our friend uh, Leif, and he says, um, I wish there was a term for what your dad did. That's the subject line. The, right? Which I didn't know if this was going to be about me or about you. Yeah. Because we also learned that your dad did insurance fraud in, in that same episode. No, he was just curious, but. <laughs> It's just curious. So so the, the email subject line says, I wish there was a term for what your dad did. And the email reads, oh, wait, there is. It's called providing false information. And yes, it's illegal. <laughs> now, I read that and I felt like that was, a, that was a little aggressive. And then I read the rest of the email, which, which says... Which one of us? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, 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 right. No, he's, he's talking about me specifically, yeah. I think. But he says, uh, but my dad would have done the same thing. My dad and I once stole a concrete parking stop that had one of his friend's names painted on it that had recently died. I told my dad, hey, dad, I think this might be illegal. And he replied, quote, son, there are a lot of things that are illegal in this world. Now help me get this thing in the back of my truck. (laughs) (laughs) so funny. Can you relate? Like, that seems like a Lewisburg, Tennessee thing. Have you ever stolen a street sign? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did did this too. I got I got caught. So there was another episode. Oh, I got caught. There was another episode where we talked about how everything in my life relates to like the song that was playing at the time. And you were saying that too. Like you remember, like you told the story about the the girl at the party and the Bob Marley on the way. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So my main stoplight memory has to do with it was the first time I heard Coldplay. It was like they were brand new and no one knew who they were yet. And they, you know, they were getting kind of big in, in yeah. Britain. And this guy who was stealing the stop sign um, or uh, street sign was like, oh, while I go unscrew the street sign, listen to this hot jam. And it was yellow by Coldplay. It was the first time I've ever heard it. And I just remember being like, okay, something illegal is happening out here, but something amazing is happening in my brain right now. Because I'm unapologetically still a Coldplay fan. I don't care what you think. Um, I didn't like that record, but man, I liked the one after that. So I, I have done that thing that you just discussed that's uh, illegal. Uh-huh. Um, one time, I, I, did, I did this activity with my mother. You stole a street sign with your mother? Um, yeah, and you know she listens, right? Because she wants to hear what's happening. <laughs> Carol. We, I could tell you exactly where it was. It's this little V, and it's on the Nashville Highway that goes straight from our hometown into Nashville, into Nolansville, and there's like a road that goes so, to I, Eagle, I wanna, I, Eagleville. Okay, okay, this is I, this I don't need to know, but I yeah. do need to know why your mom wanted the street sign. Stop sign isn't, the, it's a stop sign. It's a three-way stop. You can't take a stop it, sign? Hey, that will hey, cause accidents. Hang on. Hang on. Carol. Hang on. It's a three-way stop. Stop sign. Stop sign's on the ground. Hey, Mom. Can we get that stop sign? Sure. So what'd you pop, do with it? Pop it the trunk? Tell me it's like in your house somewhere or in her house. It's in my backyard. <laughs> I've seen that stop sign. That's it's, where that came from? It's like, tw- it, it could be 25 years old. Like the sun is baked it. It's all like, you know, there's nothing left or whatever. And... 
once in high school with two other gentlemen. I'm going to do it this. I'm going to try to be as cool as I can about this and diplomatic. We went out and we knew exactly where our three last names were, and we would hoist each other. You found a Murdoch sign. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And we hoisted each other like up, and then you just had to. Once you got up there, you had to just hang on it until it popped. <laughs> and and so, like another time, something else happened that I did something like this. My dad comes home whenever it was, and he's and he opens the door and starts yelling, and he's like, "Because <laughs> he knows." Yeah. How do he know? I mean, because your town was it tiny. Happens, well, it wasn't like he was in town; like it was like out in the country. It was like country roads. But how did he know? Well, there were three signs missing. Oh, oh, and there were the three and signs of like, like your best friends. Right. It's like how? What's the luck? Right. That right. Those right. three names right. of those streets are all missing, and he's yeah. like, you know, the Murdoch, Eichenberger, and Stearman signs are all gone. Yeah, and he's you're like, the prime suspect. It was, but more, it was more like, how in the hell do you think someone ain't gonna figure that out? Because it was so stupid. Like at the time, it's like this is awesome. It's like, oh yeah, this did you, is how. Did you, you get, get caught, caught by anyone else? Um, no. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm. I know that you're not supposed to do that, but I don't know what the infraction is. Like, I guess you. It's probably like a misdemeanor, a vandalism, or something, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, my dad did explain very explicitly uh, when you call nine one one. And oh, a fire truck. And they can't find your street. Uh huh. That's what he told me. And I was like, man. Now he, I feel terrible. <laughs> I felt I felt awful. I hope no one has a, a small oven fire on Murdoch Street tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's be fair. From a little while ago, they probably have fixed it. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's actually not the topic of discussion today, though. That's funny. That's a good. One. Um, I the, the way this game works is that we pull over here from our stash of. Story starters, which are all based on song titles. Yeah. I think we're still in the 1980s somewhere. Um, yeah, and I, this this one, our story starter today is Jump. <laughs> jump is is all we've got. Do you have a jumping story? Yeah. I think, I think you went first last time. Should I go first? You should go first this time. Okay. And are we talking Jump, Van Halen, Pointer Sisters, Criss Cross? Is there another one? I, I mean... There's, yeah, there's a lot of songs called Jump. Jump I think in. any of those three are good. I mean, I don't, I won't use this, though I could, now that you've brought it up, I could bring up the time I hung out with the Pointer Sisters as my story, because that totally ties in. Well, that's good. Probably not as good as hanging out with David Lee Roth. Like, that would be a more fun direct tie into right. Jump. But, and, but he'd want you to turn into a pizza at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. I will say there was a weird moment where I interviewed John Tesh once. I think that's like randomly on the website on wearethestoryguys.com where I said something about I interviewed John Tesh once. I think during that we were talking about and it was like a hacky radio interview, right? So I was like, hey, did you see that David Lee Roth is uh, certified as an EMT or something? And he was like, yeah, can you imagine that? Like, he puts the heart things on you and he goes, oh, you gotta jump! Like, that, you know, like John Tesh made that joke. And I've always loved the idea that yeah. John Tesh made a yeah. David Lee Roth joke. So that's a weird connection. But here's my actual story. Oh, so, yeah, story, yeah. So I have a seven-year-old son um, and he is all, you know, you know that stupid phrase where people, and I hate this normally, but it's totally true, where they say like, he's all boy. Like he just is all boy. He runs at everything with all of his energy and he's, it's awesome. But it's also a little scary as a parent sometimes. So we go to this birthday party probably a year ago and it's at 
a, uh, a rock climbing facility. You probably know in town there's really one, right? <laughs> yes. So we go to this rock climbing facility, and I think that they're going to like, stra- it's going to be a small group, and they're going to like strap them in, and they're going to be on these, you know, it's like they're going to teach them stuff. No. So have you ever been to a birthday party at this facility? Where it smells like feet? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it does. Well, as, <laughs> as it should, given what they do. Because you're so, climbing with your feet. So you walk through that like there's the main area and then you walk around that main area and back behind there there's just like this smaller wall that yes. they created right uh-huh. and that's the party room it is and so they and i Been walk there. in there and there's like 50 kids in there and they're all just like they're like spider monkeys on these walls just like stuck to them right so they're kind of all experimenting and try climbing a little bit and everything and once the official party starts here comes some hippie in a sweatshirt who walks into the room and he's like, all right, all right, all right. You know, he's given this speech like 10 times already this day. And he's like, all right, guys, you got to know about proper climbing procedure. And so like, there's no actual teaching. All they do is basically say like, okay, when you climb up here, you make sure nobody's right below you. And when you do this, blah, 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 blah. And like, he just basically says like, use your hands and feet and watch out for other people. And like all the basic no nonsense stuff. Right. But these are seven year old kids. So he climbs himself. So adult male and he climbs, up to the top of the wall and he says now if something happens and you get stuck up here you'll want to uh or you get stuck on the wall you'll want to make sure that you kind of bounce off and and land on your butt so you want to like you want to be facing the wall and you want to bounce off and then you there's these soft pads under right but he's telling this is like a this is in case of emergency only right yeah this is an ice situation you want to make sure that you're you do this if there's a problem. Okay. But they're seven. And when I say they're seven, I mean, my son is seven and he watched this grown man. who was probably six two, do this on this wall. And the guy then kind of propelled backwards off of it and landed on his feet. No problem. And everything was fine. So the party starts. I get up. Yeah. The party starts. This is, it's exactly, (laughs) yes, we're headed exactly there. And I'm standing across the room talking to some other parents. And all of a sudden, one of them, I can see like across the way, somebody goes, like makes eye contact with me. And they're like, and you know, I'm making the face of Mark, but basically like, like, uh uh-oh, is everything going to be cool? Yeah. And I look back towards the wall and up on the wall, everyone has cleared away. And the only person at the very top of the wall is my son. Oh, and my because they're not supposed to be below him. Well, they're not supposed to be below him, but also because nobody was going up that high, and everyone's starting to realize that something is afoot. And he has gone up to the very top of the wall, and I realize in the last second, like, he's starting to kind of rock, and I realize he's not stuck. He thinks this is what you do. So he missed the part of the instruction that said that you, in case of emergency, this is worst case scenario you can bounce off the side of the wall he thinks that's like why you're there because this is pretty early right this is in the first like 10 minutes so everyone's cleared away he's up there and a parent across the way makes eye contact with me and all of a sudden goes is he gonna and he just i look up and i go harper and he like kind of looks at me and then he just he just jumps off the top of that wall repels and lands on his butt and everyone goes And his glasses, he wears glasses. His glasses go flying across the room. Ah. And uh, 
And I look at him and like, you know that moment when you look at one of your children and you see pain in their face? Yeah, it's the worst. And he, so my daughter very much is all emotion on her sleeve, but he's very much tries to have his stuff together all the time. Yeah. And there is this moment where I can see him trying to keep it together. Yeah. And it's like heartbreaking. That's the worst. And I walk up to him and I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, I'm going to need a minute. Like he can't even breathe. And he goes and he goes over and he sits down and like, dude, his butt had to be purple. He hit so hard. And uh oh, oh and he's like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna sit over here for a minute. And he's like sitting there by himself as everyone resumes the normal party rush, and he's just trying not to cry. <sighs> I mean, it's like just a heartbreaking moment. We still talk about it because A, it was a great lesson learned. And B, it's like a great story about him because it is his personality, right? It's like, oh, I see something. I'm going to conquer it even if I hurt myself. Also, I may not have listened that well to direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So that's my story about jumping, jumping off of a wall when you are not secured. That is not advised, folks. Not advised. (sighs) That's terrifying as a a dad. So what's your jump story? Well, I'd love to tell like some horrible, terrifying story about, you know, my child, but you know, it's going to be about me. <laughs> I'd love to embarrass someone else. It was nice to not be the victim in this story, right? I could. Yeah, but here we go. So uh, it's been several years ago and uh, I accidentally went down memory lane and I wasn't planning on it. Oh, what's that mean? And I, and I was, well, I was at home and there was this, uh, hey, we're going to go to this antique thrift store place sure, sure. we got a lot of those <clears throat> yeah and um so i'm at my you know, my parents hometown so i'm hanging out and uh i look at it and the place is real familiar and i just i'm trying to remember where in the map of my memory it's from and we walk in and i look at the wood floors and it hits me oh man this was the roller skating rink because we had one. It was wood floors. And, and now it's an antique store? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's totally weird. Like, there's so much, you know, there's tons of crap and stuff. And there's, like, mirrors and everything. Like, you know, like, where you would just go around in a circle. Like, now there's, like, aisles and everything. Right, right. Um, I can't tell you anything about that roller rink other than what I'm about to tell you. I can't tell you what it smelled like, what it sounded like. I can't tell you who used to go there, if it was fun I know nothing about it other than this very small story, which leads to another thing about jump as well. Um, So I'd never been roller skating, and I went to a party, and I was eight. So it's rough. You had a real coming of age at eight. We've already (laughs) learned. You learned about VBS. You learned about roller skating. You learned about what was the other thing you said recently that you had just learned about when you were that age? Anyway, I don't know. Bob Marley. That was later. That was 16. Um, So uh, I went to a birthday party. And I'm not exactly sure whose birthday party it was. But I do remember what happened at that birthday party. Uh Uh-oh. So I don't know how to roller skate. So I'm doing that thing around the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at some point, I'm I'm in the middle uh, (laughs) somehow. I feel your pain right now. And there's this 
guy who I, I grew up with, went to high school with. I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to leave him out of it because he doesn't deserve to be on this podcast. Uh, so somehow he picks me up like, and he's not even a bigger, bigger guy, but he picks me up and then drops me. Like drops me like flat, like on my chest. And you guys are like the same age? On the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but side note, you were tiny. I was eight. I forget about that. But yeah, yeah but you were a tiny I, eight-year-old. I was like, yeah, like 40 pounds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotcha. tiny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he, he drops me. And uh, I, I I had to leave. So, the so you know, parents are there. So, like, I, I'm out of the party. Like, did you, did you land on your butt? No, I landed, like, on my sternum. So, Ooh, so I... On that wood floor. Yeah, so... So you walk in as an adult and you see that wood floor in this totally out of context building and it just comes rushing back to you. It's like I blocked it out. It's like I really did. It's like a thing yeah. that like yeah, from yeah, childhood yeah, yeah. I really did yeah, block for out. for sure. Because I can't tell you anything about it except that moment, but I remember what it felt like. Oh man, I bet. the floor, yeah. right? And... I wouldn't say that all the kids around me were like, are you okay? Because that didn't happen either, you know. Right. That didn't happen. It was like mortifying and embarrassing. And I couldn't breathe. And I rolled over and couldn't breathe. And was visibly like, couldn't breathe. And it was funny, right? Uh, And so because of that, I've realized that, and that's roller skating, right? So that's eight we were somewhere as an adult this is like rewind like five six years ago and i'm with the whole family and we're somewhere like and there's ice skating and everyone's like i want to go ice skating and i'm like i'm gonna sit over here uh and they're like what do you mean and the kids like and one of the you know the youngest kids like i don't know how daddy why don't you show me and i was like i don't know how well why don't we learn together i was like nope and then i remembered I tried to ice skate once. <laughs> Is your jump a triple axel? Because that's really where I want this story to go. I, I, I fell down and and hit my head on the ice. Oh, my God, dude. And I was a preteen. Yeah. Uh, and so I never did that again. So you never learned to roller skate or ice skate? Yeah. And then the coup de gras, the culmination, the denouement... <laughs> It doesn't matter how many of those words you say. It's not going to make this sound better. Je ne sais quoi. French <laughs> words I can use. Snails. I was trying to think of something else funny to say. Um, at some point there with the the roller skating or whatever, I never learned how to ride a bike. Just because all, all wheels were off. I just that was point. terrified I was going to fall. I always was scared about like... Yeah. Yeah. And we had a trampoline and then I got scared with the trampoline of like falling and like I fell like someone got a big inflatable raft and we were throwing it at each other on the trampoline and then like everyone got hurt. I told you that once and my dad like stabbed it with the with the <laughs> knife and then like the, the trampoline gets a victory. So so you think all of this goes back to that day when you were eight? Yeah. Cause I was because I became timid of doing like any kind of activity that involved me doing stuff so i'm gonna say something to maybe help you feel a little better about this right right so you're gonna tell me that i can get free like 
psychiatric no, stuff? No, you can get free skating lessons <laughs> down at the community center. Normally, they only have size 7 skates because that's the size they go. But for you, we'll find No. Um, well, it's not to say I don't have that much bigger. So, uh, no. So, I, I actually, when I hear your story, it reminds me of someone else's story. which it, Well, a famous story of my family that was never actually told to me by the person it affected. But when we would go to my grandparents' house when I was a kid in the summers, that was vacation, right? Like, we didn't do vacation, vacation. We went to grandma's house. She lived five, six hours away, and there would be a couple weeks every summer where my parents would go to some convention or do something, and we would stay with grandma and grandpa. And you learn, you learn pretty quickly that the one thing that was weird about grandma and grandpa, to, to me, was that grandma didn't drive a car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we always had to have grandpa for that equation. And, I mean, at a very young age, I was told that the whole reason that happened is that when grandma took a driving lesson at some point, she got in an accident. She bumped someone and said, that's it. I'm done. Driving lesson. Yeah. So, so I guess I only tell that little anecdote to say, at least you didn't let it stop you from driving a car. Right. Which, like, I, I know sounds kind of silly, but I think, honestly, given the trajectory you were on is where it could have ended up. Yeah, and now when I ride roller coasters with my daughter, she and we'll ride them twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or three best. times. Yeah, when there's no line, you're like, yeah, suckers. Yeah, and then there's like, they take your photograph. Yeah. She'll be like, you make funny faces at the camera, daddy. And I'm like, you better believe I don't make funny faces. And I just, and there's no fear at going however fast that is. Even though I'm like, eh, it's a wooden roller coaster. This probably could be my, you know, eh. this could be it. I only live once. But yeah, so so that, you're good with that. But if, if but if the wood is beneath your feet, <laughs> and the skates are strapped to your heels, you're you're dead in the water. I have really tiny. I have really tiny ankles. I don't know. I don't. So know you've never gone you. to that roller rink for like school skating night, like with your kids. Now you just avoid that. I went there for the ice skating. You talking about the ice skating place? I mean, there's both. There's two. Yeah, I mean, either yeah. the ice skating place. I have a story about the ice skating place. If we're just going to get down a rabbit hole for a moment, I, I went to the ice skating place, and then I realized it was going. It was becoming a little bit of a a drag because then it was like, oh yeah, there's only one parent that's going to do this, and it's like, you know, who who wants to do this all night? Like you want to switch off, like oh right, 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 you, right, you know, right, right. And, yeah. it's like, and it's like I can't do it. Ice skating yeah. is is difficult. I mean, it's different than roller skating for sure. But that ice skating place, when my wife turned thirty, uh, I decided to throw her a birthday party at the like to be ironic at the ice skating place. But I bought a regular birthday package that's normally meant for like a nine year old, which is great. And I didn't realize I underestimated how crappy. that that particular ice rink was in that we got a party room with my purchase and the party room came equipped and this was literally in the literature with a vcr (laughs) oh my gosh i've been to a party there yeah and you know how sad those party rooms are but we have this amazing picture of all of us afterwards standing in front of that crappy ice rink jumping in the air uh you know and the whole idea was you know uh you're still cool you're still cool even when you're 30 get it oh yeah god my sense of humor ah oh, man that's good it's great for me for so 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 see for me in my head i go to a little kid's birthday party at one of those places and i'm like why isn't there a disclaimer on anything that you get before you walk in there where it's like 
child might possibly completely freak out, get hurt, and cry. <laughs> because that's like, you like walk in there and it's like, oh, when that happens, it's like, oh man, what a drag. Like, yeah. who's this embarrassing for? The kid, <laughs> you, everyone, you get to stay. Everything gets, you're winging it. You don't know whether, like, it, it, you know, you don't. The you don't know if the cake is going to be good. The yeah, kid, well, also the, the kid doesn't know, like, can't make a decision, like, whether they want to stay or go, because it, you know, it's like there's so many variables. Listen, you have some real birthday trauma you need to work through. Man, I got. Well, I mean, I got some stuff. I understand. <laughs> I mean, everybody has their things. I just like that was a thing where I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about the roller skating race. So the more stories that we hear about your childhood, the more like. I don't want to say the more I feel bad for you, but like the more like I realize how much I'm going to say something good at the end of this. So hang with me. Yeah. The more I realize how much you've overcome in social anxiety stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and was, it's like terrified. I was terrified of things because when I describe or think of you, I always think of you as being very gregarious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And, and can talk to anyone and anywhere. So much fun to be around. And then like, I hear these stories Oh, yeah. and, and these and I see that trajectory that you hear like in documentaries about guys like Belushi and Jim Carrey and those people who you know they say like they had all this like as a kid I was like repressed yeah. in it you know and it's like I learned this coping mechanism yeah. which was to become funny and yeah. to, to you know and you've leveraged that into things so good job not only have you learned to enjoy roller coasters um, and drive a car you've also uh, become pretty fun to be around out of a situation where you were terrified of people because they were all jerks. Yeah. And here's something really funny to put a bow on all of it. So remember the kid that picked me up and dropped me at the roller skating rink? Yeah. Okay. So one time he was over to my house. I don't know how, I don't know where this gets funny. I don't, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, he's over at my house with his bike that I can't ride. Right. And he's, <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo, boo, you and, can't ride my bike. And he's parked like in the driveway where the cars are. And my dad backs up and runs over his bike. <laughs> and that's the best part and, of this story. You win based on that addendum. But so, so at that point, he's like, "You ran over my bike," and you know, my dad, <laughs> like, "You scarred my son for life." <laughs> my my dad has no idea about any of these things, and you know, he just runs over the bike, <laughs> and then he calls that kid's dad. And he's like, hey, your kid put the bike behind my truck, and I ran over his bike. <laughs> Heads up. And it's like, I'm not going to go buy your kid a bike. He parked it in the wrong place. He parked it behind either a, a Silverado Dually or an El Camino. Like, he parked it behind, like, the wrong vehicle from the wrong redneck who's going to back up and not care what's behind it. You know? I, so, you clearly win today. <laughs> You clearly win. You you were on the way to winning with that personal revelation, but you've clearly won with the addendum that the kid the the karma the karmic payback. Get involved with the show. You can if you have got a story like this. If you want to comment on these stories, if you have questions, you need more details from that crazy whirlwind of a story we just went on with Mar- Murdoch. Wearethestoryguys.com. Uh, you can email us at wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. and we are the story guys. Uh, dot com is is home base for everything we do. So we're working on other podcasting projects, some writing, and put up some stuff that I've referenced in other shows, uh, videos. There's an embarrassing video of me from when I was in middle school. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff there. We are the storyguys.com. Yeah, and uh, we'll continue doing it, but you keep telling stories too. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. 
Get more stories, hear more podcasts and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.